Everywhere we turn, we are faced with hot mess mom culture, celebrating the messier the more mom you are. And while yes, motherhood is messy and full of labor and love, I'm here to bring light to the claims Satan has on our lives as mothers. We are not messes. We are masterpieces designed by God on purpose for a purpose. So join me for a conversation about stewardship as we seek to intentionally multiply all God has blessed us with in motherhood, marriage, life, and faith. Let's focus like Philippians 4.8 calls us on whatever is true, wholesome, noble, right, pure, lovely, peaceful, admirable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Together, we can raise a generation of masterpieces and steward our lives in a way that matters most. Friend, it has been a hot minute. I hope your 2023 is off to a great start. I know ours has been hectic, uh, but man, God is just really uh, teaching me and growing me. But one thing that keeps coming up and a feeling I keep having weighing in my heart is is feeling kind of like I'm waiting in a desert. Um, That feeling where you're just circling and circling, probably like the Israelites felt um, when they were wandering for 40 years, you know, um, we see them get disgruntled and unfocused and just really discontent with the provisions God was making for them. And so I found myself in a wilderness this week. Uh, maybe you're there too. Maybe you're like, good grief. Uh, when will I have a day without spit up rolling down my back? Um, when will I have a day where I'm not managing toddler tantrums? Um, will there ever come a day where my husband and my relationship doesn't feel like such a chore? Um, when am I going to get the break in my job that just never feels like it's coming? Uh, I am doing multi-level marketing, and I see this other lady having so much success doing the same thing as me. What is going wrong? Why am I not seeing the same success? Maybe you're finding yourselves in one of those situations. Maybe you're finding yourself under the boulder of weight that comes with financial stress. Um, And you're just wondering, when will it end? Uh, Maybe you have a loved one that has cancer, and you're like, Good grief, could we just catch a break? You feel like you are circling in the desert and there is nothing and no one for miles. And you're thinking, where are you, God? I think what's interesting, so often we look at the Israelites wandering around in the desert. They were getting manna. They were being led by the cloud and by a pillar of fire. They were being protected. They had just been rescued from Egypt from slavery, from bondage. And now God has them wandering in a desert. And we're like, but he had promised them the the promised land, the the land that was going to flow with milk and honey. And we're like, y'all had it good. God was providing for your every need. You had your friends and your family there. They were safe, but they were not content. And they got unfocused. They took their eyes off Jesus. And so often we're like, how did that even happen? Shame on you, Israelites. The truth is, 
we wander around in our own deserts. We may not live in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, we may not get to enjoy the sunsets of West Texas that I grew up with, but we have our own metaphorical deserts or wildernesses in our life where we stop seeing the provisions of God and we start grumbling about what we don't have, the lack of milk and honey. Um, We haven't reached our destination. And one thing I just want to encourage you real quickly is that, um, you know, we have to refocus um, and ask the Holy Spirit to nudge us when we need reminding of his goodness, of his promises, of his sovereignty, of his goodness, of the way he has come through time and time and time again. We have to pull it back and look up. We have to stop looking this way and start looking this way. Oh yeah, God, you are the cleft that keeps me safe in the wilderness. You hide me away. Um, You give me shade. You give me relief. You've given me food. You've given me family. Um, You've given me promises that I know are true. That is a very hard place to get to. And we're just being honest. I've hit some places recently where I'm like, God, where are you? But the truth is he was always there and he's always there for us, sending us reminders of his goodness and his faithfulness. So if you were there, friend, hug, sit down right here. Let's have a cup of whatever. This is a decaf Earl Grey that I'm sipping on. I made it into a latte. I'm feeling a little bougie. Take a sip and let me just remind you that you are not forgotten. Very often in scripture, I was reminded that we see God meet his people in the wilderness, right? How beautiful is that? He draws us out to where there is nothing for us to hide behind. We have zero resources. We have nothing to bring to the table. We have nothing that says, look, God, I'm in control. Look, God, look at all the wonderful things I have in my life. He strips us down to a point where we only have him. And then he uses that journey through the wilderness to grow us and mature us and give us good gifts that we never would have had in the midst of just his epic abundance. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that God has not set us free and died so that we can have joy and have it to the full, just like scripture tells us. But sometimes when we're going through those wildernesses, those deserts, those places where we feel like we have just been stripped of everything that we've held dear or that we feel secure in, when he's taken away all of that, he takes us there so that we can see how good he is, how faithful he is, how sovereign he is, how gentle he is, how he is willing to take on every single load that we think we have to carry ourselves. Friend, if you are there, you are not alone. And I want to point you back to scripture very quickly. Um, So these verses, I will get up on my blog um, later this week. But I want to just read them over you and pray them over you so that you can hear and be reminded of God's sovereignty and goodness. 
He is just and he loves you and he cares for you. He made you on purpose for a purpose. Scripture tells us that. You were made for such a time as this. So let's go through what we know is true, which is his word, so that we can be reminded that when we're in our desert, we are not alone. Isaiah 26, 3 tells us, you will keep in perfect peace those who mind, whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. John 16, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. It's a given, right? It's a broken world. But take heart. I have overcome the world. He's already done it. He's already taken over. I, oh, Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. You are seen. You are recognized. You are heard. And he is there holding you close, even when you feel far away from him. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Amen. In insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties of every kind. For when I am weak, then I am strong through Jesus. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Philippians 4, 6 and 9. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving for all God is, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So when we are in the middle of a crisis, we have to take those thoughts, control of those thoughts and think, what is, is what I'm thinking true? And if not, what is true, and then focus on those things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. It's a work. It's something we have to work at and continually do. It's something I have to do on a daily basis, friend. So don't feel defeated on a day-to-day basis when you have to be reminded of God's goodness and his power and his holiness and his sovereignty. We all have to practice it. It is not something we come natural by because our flesh is weak. We are only made strong through his power. And the God of peace will be with you. Says it in black and white. He saved it for us because he knew we would need to hear it over and over and over again. The God of peace will be with you. No matter what wilderness you're going to, challenge, difficulty, stress, burden, illness, Divorce, broken relationship, difficulty in parenthood, whatever it is, he says, the God of peace will be with you. Sit in it for a second and just thank him. And then James 1, 2 through 3, consider it pure joy, 
my brothers, my sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, not because we're living in a toxic positivity culture, but because you know that the testing of your faith will produce endurance. You know, I'm not much of a marathon runner. Honestly, I'll just be real with you. I don't run unless a bear is chasing me or Channing Tatum is in front of me. I will run for those two reasons. Maybe to catch my child before he jumps in traffic. That's happened a couple of times. There are not a lot of reasons I would run. But when we run this race with Jesus we're ru- and we're running through the wilderness and he is meeting us there, he is our, um, what do they call them? Training buddies, running buddies. He is right next to us. He's with us the whole time because the longer we go in that race, the more mature we'll get, the higher our endurance will be and the joy that it will be to proclaim his goodness as our training buddy. He is our good, good father. And he loves us relentlessly and he will pursue us relentlessly. He is always working to bring us into perfection. You are a masterpiece made by God. You are not complete. And he will keep chipping away at the flesh that is in you until all that's left is the majesty and glory of him. So don't Be discouraged, friend. We all struggle. We are all going through our own deserts of wilderness. If you're on a mountaintop, you better be singing it from the rooftops right now, best friend. I am not kidding. You better be giving all glory to Jesus. But if you are in the wilderness, say, look at what God is doing in me. Focus upward. Focus on his promises. And I know without a doubt from speaking from experience The blessings and richness that come from that will overflow all that is challenging you. It will cover everything. He will cover everything. He will cover you with his goodness, with his peace. So anyway, I love you. You are loved. You are not alone. You are seen. God tells us one of the first... um, Names that God, we see for God in scripture, um, besides Yahweh, is God sees me. Do you know how deep that feeling is when you're seen? And it was from a woman who was struggling in her own wilderness. God sees you. Call out to him and he will give you peace. Not as the world gives it. He probably won't give you a million dollars if you ask. I mean, he might. Who knows? I'm not putting limitations on Jesus. You know, I'd take it. But um, the peace and the, the, um, the joy that we find comes from obedience to him, constantly keeping our eyes on him. Um, and so I'm praying that for you. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for my sister in Christ, Father. I pray that she would be encouraged and strengthened, refocused, redeemed. Uh, God, that you would just pour out your goodness on her today. Father, if she is feeling lonely, God, I pray that you send her comfort and people to walk alongside her in the desert. God, I pray uh, for those that just feel burdened, that they would seek you to lighten the load. God, thank you for your promises. Thank you for telling us in your word that you'll be with us. God, we pray that 
on days where we're doubting that we are seen, loved, or heard, that we would cry out to you um, like the Father did. I believe. Help me in my unbelief. God, come near to us today. And in Jesus' name we pray.